Good morning. Good morning. It's a Tuesday. It's Kale and Company live here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We have a varied program today. We will uh, talk about some spooky dolls in our first uh, segment of our program as we approach Halloween. And then uh, later on, we'll uh, bring you to a gathering I attended yesterday in Loudoun featuring uh, General Don Bolduck and uh, former Democratic uh, presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. And we'll do that in the second half of the program. But first, let me introduce to you Heather Lynn of uh, Candia and Spalding High School and uh, you name it. And uh, Heather, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. It's a delight. Well, it is uh, great to have you in studio with us. And uh, Heather uh, makes spooky dolls, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, I that's the bottom line, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I make dolls that are horror, fantasy, and Halloween themed. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Kat uh, introduced me to you earlier this morning, and, and you showed me some of the, the pictures uh, of the dolls that you have made, and uh, they are amazing. Uh, they, they really are. I had a chance to look at some of them, and I'm sure it was only a small sample, but uh, they, they were very intricate in, in detail, and uh, it, it, was, it was tough for me, a little bit tough to grasp how big they were but uh and they were pretty spooky i'll tell you that <laughs> thank you i appreciate that yeah they do vary in size some of them are about six inches tall and um i'm actually working on two commissions right now that are 36 inches tall they're, whoa. so they're about the size of toddlers <laughs> yeah that's uh, like three feet huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah wow that that is really something and mm -hmm. and the detail is is just uh, truly amazing i wish we had pictures on the radio but maybe when we post this <laughs> on nhtalkradio.com, Kat can put a, a picture of uh, a couple of, of, of the dolls so people can see what we're talking about here. Perfect. Yeah. So, at any rate, when did you start uh, making these uh, spooky dolls? What do you call them? Is there a name for them uh, officially? Um, just creepy dolls creepy is, dolls. is generally Cre what I call them. Dolls. Spooky dolls, creepy dolls, that's okay. fine. Um, art dolls, I guess, is another term that you can use as well. Um, well, I started probably in my early 20s making clay figurines um, and also doing some painting and illustration and um, sketching and drawing and started to sell those pieces through some local metaphysical and gift shops. Um, so I started there, and then I've always loved dolls. Um, um, ever since, you know, I was a child, like a lot of little kids do. Um, but my tastes in dolls have evolved <laughs> as, <I'm, laughs> as I've become an adult and have gotten older. Um, so I started collecting mass-produced creepy dolls. Um, and then from that, I just kind of thought, well, you know, I have all of these ideas of things that I would like to see be created, why don't I start to try to create them myself? Yeah. Um, and that was probably about 10 years ago, and I'm still going strong. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> and right. uh, you sell a good deal of your dolls anyway at the Sister Witch Company in Hookset, correct? I do. I sell there right now almost exclusively. So everything that is ready-made, you will find there. Um, there's actually a really great lineup there right now for Halloween, so definitely stop by and check them out. I 
am also a terrible photographer. So any <laughs> photos that you see online, they're much better in person. And um, there are a lot of details that photos just can't capture. So definitely stop by the shop and check them out. Um, I do take occasional commissions as well, um, privately, not through the Sister Witch store, but just um, privately. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much my outlets right now for... So some people want designer creepy dolls, right? They do. They yeah. want something customized, either something that looks like somebody that they know or sometimes modeled after a specific character that they mm -hmm. love, that kind of thing, or specific colors. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to oblige um, as I can squeeze those in as well. So where do you get your inspiration for these dolls? Because they're, you know, so varied and, uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, they depict uh, some characters you might recognize, but uh, how do you get your inspiration for making these dolls? Inspiration comes from a lot of different places. Um, I would say that probably the first thing that sparked my love for things creepy <laughs> is actually that I lived the first years of my life in a real haunted house. You did? <laughs> I did. You did. Where, where was that? In Farmington, New Hampshire. Okay. Um, so I do have memories from that, even though I was very young. Um, it's interesting at family gatherings to get together with my dad and my sister and, and talk about kind of the stories that we all remember from back then. But that kind of um, spawned my interest in things that are creepy and supernatural. Um, but I also draw inspiration from my dreams, from movies, from other artists. Um, and I think that, you know, I draw inspiration from things that I don't necessarily enjoy as well because I mean certain things that you may or may not like can evoke a certain kind of feeling and those types of feelings are what I like to kind of put into my art. So you, you're inspired somewhat by uh, the uh, you know the, the scary movies that are out there yeah. right the, <laughs> the sure. Halloween type movies and, mm -hmm. and, and what have you uh, but also inspired by the haunted house yeah. that you lived in in Farmington. Mm -hmm. So can you give us an example of what might have taken place there to, to let you know and uh, let you and your family know that it was in fact haunted? Sure. Well, the first signs were that when I was really small, um, probably about three or four, I would start screaming for my father to make the man go away, quote unquote. Um, and he would come into the room and there wouldn't be anybody there. But it kept happening over and over again. Sometimes it would wake me from asleep and sometimes it was in the middle of the day. Um, I would see a man. And then there were also some strange incidents of um, hearing voices disembodied footsteps um, and one time my father likes to tell this story which was interesting my sister was a baby and they put her to bed in her crib wearing a particular um, pajama outfit and then um, in the middle of the night she started screaming so my parents went to see what was wrong and she was actually wearing something completely different <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so others in your family, not just you, experienced mm -hmm. uh, the fact that the the house was haunted. Yeah, and I guess it was interesting because my mother, my father, and my sister were all, were all experiencing things separately but not really talking to each other about it in fear of thinking, you know, making themselves look a little bit crazy. Um, but then there was another incident with um, – 
laundry. <laughs> laundry, yeah. Yeah, where um, my mom had folded laundry and put it away, and it was linens, so towels and face cloths and things of that nature. And my dad was going to take a shower, so he was looking for a towel and a washcloth, and he couldn't find them in the closet. And my mother's like, I, I just put them in there. Like, I just folded them. They're in there. Um, and then he's like, no, the closet is completely empty. There is not one thing in here. So then he and my sister and my mother all went up to the closet to see what was going on and everything was right there in place as if nothing had ever been moved Um, and at that point they each started kind of talking about their own experiences and coming together and um, realizing that they weren't crazy that (laughs) it was a shared shared kind of trauma that they were all going through in the house (laughs) so uh, how how long did you live in the the haunted house in farmington i lived there until i was eight Uh Mm uh-huh okay so for a couple of years uh yeah and so when when did you first discover i mean when you when you move into the house you i don't think anybody believes that they're moving into a haunted house no uh, so not. when when well you know when did you first find out or your family first find out that it you know might be a little different well i remember when i found out because i was in a carpool to school and kids were making fun of me for living in the haunted house mm-hmm. and i didn't even really know what that meant i was i was in first grade i was probably you know 6 years old and I was like, I don't live in a haunted house. And they're like, yes, you do. And, you know, making fun of me. So then later on that day, I asked my parents about it. um, And they, you know, sat me down and kind of had to talk with me as much as they could (laughs) being so young um, and told me that there were spirits in the house and that they weren't going to hurt me um, and to not be afraid. But, of course, it's difficult. You know, you are afraid when you're (laughs) even as an adult. First grade, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I first found out. And I, my parents found out, I don't know what the first um, kind of experiences were that they had, but they there was a Ouija board in the house that they weren't using and they ended up disposing of it because they were concerned that that might be drawing something in. Um, but even after disposing of it, you know, things happened. So <laughs> Now, does that house still exist in Farmington? It does. Ah, yes, wow. it does exist. Um, and, and all the Farmington people know exactly where it is. Right? They did then. Uh, uh, I assume they probably still do. Wow. A haunted house in Farmington, folks. Our guest is Heather Lynn from Goth Lynn Art. And we'll talk more with Heather coming up after the break and talk about the the creepy dolls that she creates, which are available at Sister Witch Company in Hooksit. And we spoke with the good folks there before their big uh, gala on October 1st. And we can uh, talk about that uh, as well as we continue. I know Kat has an update on the Sister Witch Company as well. And we'll do all of that right after this break on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in the Manchester area, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Kale and Company live on this Tuesday. Great to have you along with us. And we're talking in this segment with Heather Lynn of Goth Lynn Art. And uh, she is uh, accessible on Instagram at uh, Heather underscore Lynn, L-Y-N-N underscore artist. And Heather is with us in our WKXL studios today talking about the uh, creepy dolls that uh, that she has produced and uh, continues to uh, to make and available uh, right now even as we speak 
at Sister Witch Company uh, in Hooksit. And uh, off the air, folks, uh, during the last break, uh, Heather told me that that haunted house in Farmington is, in fact, for sale, right? <laughs> it is. If anybody wants to live in a haunted house, here's your chance, right? <laughs> I don't recommend it, but to <laughs> each their own. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Heather Lynn also has uh, a, a very uh, small business card, but I think an effective one because you will look at the front, then turn it over, and uh, you get a fortune on your on her business card. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, mine today is. Uh, you will grow prosperous this year, but not without a bit of hard work. So, so there, you, there you go. Yeah, that, that's my fortune for the day from uh, Goth Lynn Art. Cat, uh, uh, you said uh, you might have an update on uh, Sister Witch Company for us. Yes, I do. So we had Sister Witch Company located in Hooksit, New Hampshire, on the show. I think last month. Was yeah, it last month. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Promoting their uh, witches gala that occurred on October first. It was lovely. That's actually where I I met Heather. Yeah. It's so funny the world of social media because she and I have actually been following each other for a hot minute now, and I didn't realize it until we saw each other in person. <laughs> we were looking at each other like, I think I know you. I think I follow you. Um, and that's when we got to chatting, and uh, it was, it's great to have you on the show, Heather. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, the Sister Witch Company put on a witch's gala and all of the proceeds went to the Granite State Dog Recovery and they dropped off a check a couple of days ago for $10,000. Wow. Yeah, isn't wow. that incredible? Amazing. That was quite so a witch's gala. I, it was. It yeah. was incredible. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful at the Puritan Backroom in Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, all for a great cause. So congratulations to Granite State Dog Recovery and to Sister Witch Company for putting on a very successful gala. Puritan back room, home of the chicken tender. That's where it all began. They are so good. That's where it all began. And yes, they are so good. There's no doubt about that. And uh, Heather Lynn is with us and uh, maker of those creepy dolls. Kat, do you have any of uh, Heather's dolls? I don't, but I was perusing through her Instagram recently, and I actually want to put in a commission for um, an Annabelle doll. Oh, I would so, love that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll chat after we'll okay. chat after the show. Yeah, yes. sounds great. <laughs> now, an Annabelle doll. What 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 is that? I, I I'm not really into the creepy world, but uh, oh goodness, yeah, yeah uh, it, it's a whole <laughs> long story. Um, the Annabelle doll is pretty. It's widely known within the paranormal community ah. as being a haunted doll. Um, there were two paranormal investigators called Ed and Lorraine Warren who are now uh, passed on, but um, their son-in-law owns their occult museum. It's called the Warren's Occult Museum. In Connecticut that hosts a bunch of haunted items ah. from homes that they came uh, to take care of it for. So, um, yeah, it's very creepy. Very, very creepy. Look into it if you don't know about An the Annabelle, Annabelle doll. doll. Mm-hmm. I will be right right after the show. <laughs> oh, I, may, I, may, I may commission one myself. Who, who knows? <laughs> I, 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 I saw the doll in person a few years ago at a paranormal convention and... Uh, her energy definitely translates as something's not right. Something's not right. So. I, you know, I am so impressed by the detail I saw in just the you know the uh, couple of minutes I, I was looking at the dolls that uh, Heather makes. Uh, the detail is just absolutely amazing. So how long does it take for you to? I, and I imagine every, every doll varies, but uh, how long generally does it take you to make one of these uh, creepy dolls? 
Ooh, yeah, like you said, it does vary. Um, what I try to do is focus on one part of the creative process per doll. So that might be painting for a particular doll, that might be sculpture for a particular doll, or it might be like creating the outfit for a particular doll. Um, to focus on all three of those and one doll would take me probably a year to complete. <laughs> um, but I would say on average, um, probably 20 hours per doll, anywhere from like two to 25 hours, I would say, wow. which is a, a wide span. <laughs> yeah, uh, but depending on the detail and mm -hmm. what have you in size, and, and they yeah. do vary in size. They do, yep, yeah, they vary greatly in size, anywhere yeah. from like six inches to, you know, infinite. <laughs> and uh, many on display right now and for sale at the Sister Witch Company, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, very yep. good. And uh, that is in Hooksit. And and uh, that's uh, you can also get your, your dolls through, through the internet, right? Through um, Instagram? Yep. Um, anybody who's interested in a commission can DM me. I do take commissions on a limited basis, um, but certainly send me a DM through Instagram and we can chat about kind of what you're looking for, what your time frame is, and uh, go from there. Now, Kat just said she wants to uh, commission you for a uh, an Annabelle doll. Yeah. So when, when people say commission, because it has various connotations in, in life, but when they specifically in your case, when they commission you, uh, how, how does it all work? How it typically works is the client will give me an idea of what they're looking for um, in terms of the timing, in terms of colors, in terms of style. Oftentimes they'll send me photo references if it's something that they're trying to match or a person that they're trying to match. Um, and then based on that, I will develop an estimate for them. Um, and then once they're ready to move forward, um, we take a deposit and we get rolling. Um, and in terms of timing with commissions, they do take quite a while because I do have, you know, my standard sets of dolls that I produce in addition to the commissions as well. Um, but as long as you can be patient with me, I'm pretty sure you'll like the outcome of your doll. <laughs> well, yeah, just judging by what I saw uh, earlier today. So uh, have you been commissioned for an Annabelle doll in the past? Not for an Annabelle doll, no. And um, I'm a huge fan of Annabelle. So I think that would be super fun to work on. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there you go. So how, how do people, uh, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm not really familiar with the paranormal world. I'm getting more familiar, though, yeah. hanging around Cat. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm learning you know, little bits and pieces here, here and there about the uh, paranormal world. But how, how was Annabelle famous? Uh, what, what puts her on the map? Um, well, she's a haunted doll or uh, believed to be haunted. Uh, okay, yeah. um, and there were actually several movies made about her. Um, the doll in the movies actually does not resemble the real life doll at all. Really? So the real life doll looks very similar to a Raggedy Ann doll. Um, but the one in the movies is more of like a porcelain doll. Um, but I love both versions of Annabelle. I love the porcelain doll look and I love the Raggedy Ann um, traditional like real doll. So... Yeah, she's she's kind of famous. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have heard the name, but I, I didn't yeah. know how how spooky and uh, scary she was. Yeah. Uh, but I guess so. Uh, so this must be I know for for you and Cat probably uh, about the best time of the year as we approach Halloween, right? Absolutely, you can yeah. just feel it in the in the air. Like the energy this time of year is unbeatable. Just love it. Yeah. So you like the uh, I see a lot of houses uh, decorated. I see more and more every year. I think. 
of Halloween decorations. Yeah, I think every year people get more and more into it. It starts earlier and lasts longer, and I am living for that. So, (laughs) Well, I I tell you what, there are two houses that are – uh, you know, almost directly across, I should say diagonally across from Concord High School, which is not too far oh. from here at WKXL. And there are two houses that have terrific uh, Halloween displays, two houses uh, next to each other. that They must be collaborating oh. on their Halloween displays because there are two of them that are very well decorated. Uh, right there on uh, Pleasant Street uh, in Concord. Oh, I'm going to have to check those out on right my way home. Diagonally across from. Have you seen them, Kat? Oh, I shoot. have. Sorry, I took my yeah. headphones oh, off for two oh. seconds. Um, yes, I have, and it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Super spooky. They do the whole lighting thing as well, all the lighting effects at night, and it's so cool. So cool. Yeah, and there's there's another one. Uh, in in Loudon that I've uh, driven by several times, but so, I mean there are a lot of them around, and people are now putting up Halloween lights and and yeah. all that stuff. And there's one as I see heading toward uh, like Durham. I think it's a little past uh, past Epsom and Northwood in that area, going toward on, on Route Four, going toward the Durham area. There's another house that's brilliantly uh, decorated with uh, all kinds of scary Halloween stuff. Love so. It. So how many dolls are you able to, I know you say two to 25 hours or for each doll. Mm-hmm. So how many would, would you say you, you produce on a, on a yearly basis? On a yearly basis, let's see. I think this past year has been my busiest year. Uh-huh. I've probably produced 50. Wow. Yeah. That somewhere is something. around 50. <laughs> wow. And in addition to another job that you have as well, right? I mean, yeah. This is not your, your only job. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm also a full-time graphic artist as well, so wow. I keep very busy. Now, Heather Lynn, you are uh, very, very creative, and uh, there, there's no doubt about that. And again, you can get in touch with Heather at, at Heather underscore Lynn, L-Y-N-N underscore artist. On Instagram, it's Goth Lynn Art. And uh, you might uh, commission her to do uh, a real scary doll at some point. (laughs) Thank you. Heather, thanks for being with us today. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, It is our pleasure. Coming up, we'll have more Kale & Company on this Tuesday morning. And if you missed any of the first portion of the show or want to hear it again, and and who wouldn't with Heather Lynn, uh, you can hear it tonight a little after 7 o'clock right here on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back, Kale and Company. We are live on this Tuesday. Great to have you along with us. Boston Bruins continue their winning ways Monday night with a 5-3 victory over the Florida Panthers at the TD Garden. Jake DeBrusque, who is uh, celebrating a birthday, put the bees on the board at the 21-second mark of the first period, and then he also completed the scoring with an empty net goal with just a little over a minute left in the third period. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, and Trent Frederick also scored for Boston. The three O&OBs will travel to Ottawa tonight to take on the winless Senators in Canada's capital. 
College hockey tonight, a rare Tuesday night game as the UNH Wildcats travel to North Andover, Massachusetts to take on Merrimack College. Faceoff time is 7 o'clock. The Wildcats coming off a 4-2 loss on Saturday night to the Boston College Eagles. And this will be the first Hockey East game for Merrimack College this season. Monday night football. Dustin Hopkins, who was uh, battling a leg injury uh, last night, well, he kicked his fourth field goal of the game in overtime to lead the L.A. Chargers to a 1916 victory over the Denver Broncos. Chargers now 4-2 and two on the year, and Denver with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Denver is now 2-4. and four. The Boston Celtics will open their regular season tonight at home against the 76ers. Tip-off time is around uh, 7.30. And a programming note that tomorrow on Kale & Company Live, we will be talking with one of the hosts of uh, a, a great program here on WKXL, Beyond Politics, heard every weekday between 4 and 6. Matt Robeson will be joining us, and we are going well beyond politics because we are going to be previewing the 2022-2023 Boston Celtics season. Matt is a basketball expert, and uh, we will be talking about uh, the Boston Celtics and the rest of the NBA and what to look for this upcoming season. Celtics and the Sixers tonight at the TD Garden, and the Celtics will uh, be debuting their Bill Russell-inspired new uniforms tonight, which they will be wearing a total of uh, 12 times this season, I'm told. Game 5 of the American League Divisional Series between the Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians rained out last night in the Bronx. The deciding game will now be played uh, this afternoon at 4.07 in New York, and the winner will head directly to Houston to begin the American League Championship Series tomorrow night. The National League Championship Series begins tonight at 8.03. They get very specific about it. Uh, it's in San Diego. Padres will be hosting the Phillies in the opener of their best of seven series. Well, yesterday I had the opportunity to spend some time at the great uh, Eggshell Restaurant. It's been around a long time in, in Loudoun on Route 106, where former Democratic presidential hopeful Tulsi Gabbard, a four-time congresswoman from Hawaii, uh, who just last week announced that she was leaving the Democratic Party. Tulsi was on hand, and uh, she was in Loudoun yesterday in support of General Don Bolduck for U.S. Senate, and I had the chance to talk with Tulsi and some others at the eggshell. Tulsi Gabbard, why would General Bolduck make a great U.S. Senator? General Bolduck is someone who has dedicated over 33 years of his life in service to our country, willing to sacrifice his own life in that service. Right now, we need strong, courageous leaders in Washington who not only say they will put country first, but have lived it. And I have no doubt in my mind that Don Bullock will go and represent the people of New Hampshire and put you and the people of this country first before anything else. What made you decide to come back to New Hampshire after being here a couple of years ago for the primary uh, and support General Bolduck? 
Uh, he invited me to come, and how could I say no? When we were here a couple years ago, uh, I was here with my husband and my sister, and uh, we felt so at, at home here. It was like a home away from home because of all of you, and so uh, I jumped at the opportunity to be able to come back uh, and support him, and I couldn't have asked for a better time of year to come. This is beautiful. What's your first name? John. Where are you from, John? Well, I'm living in Epsom, New Hampshire right now, but I'm from Ohio. From Ohio originally. How long have you been in New Hampshire? Uh, 15 years, on and off. So you're a New Hampshire guy. I'm a New Hampshire guy. Right. Where, where in Ohio? Columbus. Columbus. All right, home of the Blue Jackets. Home? So why are you here today? supporting General Bulldog? Two reasons. First reason, I, I really like Tulsi Gabbard. And I'm here because uh, she's supporting John Bulldog. And I looked at, I've seen some of the ads that uh, that have been put out about John, and I'm thinking, or Don, I'm thinking, I can't believe what, he's, what they're saying. So I wanted to come and listen to what he had to say. Um, more importantly, every seat is important in the Senate. Whether I'm here, whether I'm in Ohio, wherever it is, every seat is important, and it's important that I support people who are going to who are going to make a difference in the country. And I feel that the Don is. And you have to think because somebody of the quality of Tulsi Gabbard is here supporting him. I mean, I, I think that you know Don Bolduc is a, an American hero. There's no doubt about that. A brigadier general. But for Tulsi Gabbard to go out of her way and come here to support him says a lot. It really does. Um, I was never, I don't think I was ever a Democrat. But even when she was running for president, I thought to myself, that's a serious individual, that's a serious person. And she, she deserves to be listened to. And when she comes out and supports Don for, for, uh, for the Senate, all I could think of was, she's not doing this half-heartedly. She's not doing this on a whim. She actually believes this. And if she believes it, I believe it too. <laughs> State Representative Tim Lang is with us. Tim on the road with Don Bolduck, General Bolduck, and Tulsi Gabbard. We're in Loudoun right now. Next stop will be Laconia. And uh, what, what, a, what an honor for General Bolduck to have uh, Tulsi Gabbard here and uh, in support of him. Absolutely true. You know, I found Tulsa to be one of the most knowledgeable congressmen we've had. I met her last term when we were she was running for president. Um, extremely articulate, extremely knowledgeable, great for General Bolduc. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, doing a lot of appearances over the last couple of days uh, with the general. Of course, they, they both have an extensive military background with the uh, Brigadier General Bolduc and, and Tulsi and and, and, and Tulsi, uh, really, one of the most articulate uh, people that I have ever seen on the, the campaign trail. And I think uh, sincerely appreciate appreciates what Don Bolduck is all about. Absolutely. You look at Tulsi, you know, her eight years in Congress deserves respect. You look at her service in the military, a major in the Army, again, deserves respect. And then you see what she's doing now, stepping out, calling out her own party originally, right, about, yeah. about the future of our country and what they're doing. Again, huge, no, another notch up in the respect column. 
And Tim, I know you get to introduce her at the next stop on the trail. I do. I, you know, it's funny. I met Tulsi, uh, like I said, to, when she was running for president. Um, she came into uh, right after the Republican um, annual meeting down at the American Legion in Meredith. She had happened to wander in with 40 Republicans. Um, and, you know, she asked us, okay, if we come in, I'm like, sure, as long as I told her you have 40 Republicans in here. And she came in. She was happy to come in and have conversations. And again, you know, just very articulate, very reasonable person. No doubt about that. Tim Lang, great to see you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Ken. Take care. That's State Representative uh, Tim Lang, and uh, I tell you, a great gathering yesterday in Loudon with Tulsi Gabbard and uh, General Bolduck. And today at 1230, uh, just a few hours from now, uh, former United States Ambassador to the United Nations and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, they're going to be in Rochester, New Hampshire, in support of General Don Bolduck, and they will be at the uh, Rochester Grand Old Party, the GOP headquarters at 115 Highland Street in Rochester. There's no charge for this event, and no reservations are necessary either. So that'll be uh, today at 12.30, Nikki Haley, who I would not be surprised, uh, will throw her hat into the presidential ring in the not-too-distant future. She said she's going to make a decision around the first of the year if she's going to take part in the primary. Uh, but Nikki Haley will be there in support of General Bolduck today in Rochester at the GOP headquarters. More to come from uh, what took place at the eggshell yesterday in Loudoun. Right after these words, it's Kale & Company Live on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region. 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond and streaming around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Kale and Company live here on a Tuesday. Great to have you along with us at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond. And streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. As we mentioned, we were at the uh, Eggshell Restaurant yesterday on Route 106 in Loudoun. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard in there uh, at the Eggshell yesterday in support of General Don Bolduck. And uh, here's some of uh, what happened, beginning with uh, General Bolduck. So without further ado, someone who is just, I think, the future of our country... And in every way, I am honored to be able to have this opportunity, Tulsi Gabbard. Hey! Thank you. I'm supposed to be introducing him. <laughs> um, aloha, good morning. It is a, a true privilege to be back here in New Hampshire. And it's so good to see all of you. Uh, seeing a few familiar faces, uh, which has been fantastic. <laughs> Um, I want to start with talking about Don uh, and his heart. You know, you guys more than probably anyone else in the country, you see politicians coming through your doors year after year of every, from every walk of life. You've heard every, uh, you know, tired, canned political line that's ever been created. Maybe some new ones have been created here. You get all the television ads that are flooding your screens every single day. But if I'm you, as I'm watching these ads, I always wonder, who is that person really? 
because you see the sound bites on TV, and sometimes they are taken in context, oftentimes they are taken out of context. You see someone in a fancy produced television ad, but what is their heart like? And the true testament of a person's character is what they're like when no one is watching, when the cameras are off. And I want to share two stories with you about Don Bolduc that has impressed me uh, with his character. Uh, I, as mentioned, I still serve in the Army Reserves and I'm a civil affairs officer and I deployed last year with the unit that he once commanded. And so before I had a chance to talk to Don about his race or what he was doing, I spent time with soldiers who served under his command. I always listen when soldiers talk because you learn a lot of truths when you just listen. And what I heard about Don Bolduc from these soldiers who served under him was that Don was a soldier's soldier. He was a soldier's leader. And that says a lot because those of us who have served enlisted or officers, too often we are confronted with leaders who hide behind their rank and their title and command respect rather than show through their actions that they are there to earn the respect of those that they have the responsibility to be. Time and time again, and I've heard many stories about how Don put his own career in the military on the line, going to the mat and fighting for his soldiers, fighting for what was right. That is a testament of true leadership and the kind of character, the person he is, and the strength and fortitude that he will bring to Washington, going up against many other powers, many other pressures and forces, all of whom pale when compared to the challenges he has faced in combat. When I pulled up yesterday at uh, the Residence Inn in Manchester, Don Bullock was standing at the curb, waiting for me, ran up and fought me to grab my bags out of the car and carried my luggage. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> but his, his humility, he's a retired general officer, he's used to having people go and do those sorts of things for him. But his humility and servant's heart just came through in that little moment where he was there eager to greet me and welcome me and help me in whatever way that I could. Those things matter. I've been around enough people to see the bipolar faces of politicians who will smile at you and who will pretend that they are one person to your face and then they turn around and their real selves come out and those selves are about selfishness, ambition, and doing whatever it takes to fulfill that political ambition. There are a lot of reasons that I'm, I'm proud to be here to support Don Bolduc. His commitment to freedom, his commitment to the Constitution, and his courageous voice for the people of this country, our freedom and our security. These are the things that matter most right now. This is a very, very pivotal election because of the strident attacks on our freedoms today, coming from the party that's in power. The Democratic Party of today has thrown the Constitution in the trash, 
and they are actively seeking to undermine our freedoms, undermine the rule of law, undermine these pillars that our founders formed for this country, all to achieve their own political ambition. It's why I can no longer call myself a Democrat. It's why I'm calling on every American in this country to put country first, because in order for us to have a future, in order for us to have a future, we have to make real the vision that our founders had for us, that we the people will ensure our government is of, by, and for the people. Change will not happen unless each and every one of us takes this responsibility to heart and does everything we can to bring that about. I know that Don Bolduck is committed to that. It's why I'm supporting him, why I'm asking you to support him, and to bring at least 10 of your friends along with you when it comes time to vote. Please give a hand for General Don Bolduck. My wife Sharon is with me right now. So I'm going to be quick, and that's going to like uh, set a lot of people in a tilt mode because I'm generally a little long-winded. Uh, but at, what I really want to emphasize is the fact that I have a mission and I have a vision, and my vision is consistent with the values that are in the Declaration of Independence our purpose document of this great country. And when you look at the 27 reasons why our founding fathers thought it was necessary to separate from England, uh, you can see similarities today to that. Now that's not a call to revolution. So where are, where are these Democrat tractors here? So get it right. That is an observation that we are headed in the wrong direction in this country and we need to change that. And we need to get back in touch with our value system, our God-given rights of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. This idea of don't tread on me, and what does that mean? That means the government doesn't tread on you like they're treading right now. And the return of self-governance, your governance, taking it back, because that is hugely, hugely necessary. And this idea that if you work hard, opportunities will come. And those opportunities given to you, if you take advantage of them and continue to work hard and you know make mistakes, and then don't make the same mistake twice, and if you fail, pick yourself back up, dust yourself back off, get back on the horse again, and keep moving forward. This country will be stronger again. But the case we see right now is that the government is unlimited in nature. It uses fear and uncertainty to, to control us. And you, you have lost control of your government. That government that is supposed to work for you. And the people at the top right now, and Senator Hassan is one of them, bow to special interests, yield to lobbyists, and follow the rich political elite that keep them in business. Not for you, but for them. And that's absolutely wrong. And that must change.
That is General Don Bolduck uh, yesterday at a gathering at the uh, Eggshell Restaurant in uh, Loudoun and uh, Tulsi Gabbard in support of uh, General Bolduck. Tulsi, of course, uh, just last week we found out has left the Democratic Party. She served in Congress for eight years as a Democrat, but uh, not pleased with the direction of the party right now. Uh, doesn't mean she's a Republican. Uh, but it does mean that uh, she is in support of uh, General Don Bolduck and uh, others who are uh, campaigning uh, right now. Uh, and uh, we shall see what transpires. Also, as I mentioned just moments ago today, if you want to see uh, General Bolduck in person, uh, he is going to be at the Rochester GOP headquarters, 115 Highland Street in Rochester. He will be accompanied by former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who has come to the Granite State to endorse General Don Bolduck. Well, that'll do it. You can tell by the music we have to mosey on out of here and make way for some other great programming on WKXL. Don't forget Beyond Politics, Matt Robeson, the award-winning journalist, along with uh, former U.S. Congressman uh, Paul Hodes, join you at 4 o'clock every weekday afternoon. Matt will be joining us tomorrow, right after 8 o'clock. And we won't talk politics. This will really be beyond politics. We will be talking Boston Celtics and NBA basketball. That'll be tomorrow on uh, Kale & Company Live, right here. Thanks for joining us on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.